This is Daily Politics. Here we look into the ins and outs of everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reasons to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyans. My name is Rosalino Bala, political editor NTV, and I'm joined by... My name is Patrick Langat, political editor Daily Nation. And the two gentlemen here today. Uh, <laughs> We're just alone. We, we'll hold brief we'll for them. We'll hold brief, but uh, we shouldn't do it for so long because yes. Oliver decided to ditch us. Oliver has disappeared. <laughs> Gushu claims he's in the, in, in the village. Listening to the people on the ground. We don't know how far. You know, and the kitchen is too hot. You, you run away. Maybe you just didn't want to be today to buy some people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. Today we are back again with this issue of, of Osonko. And uh, yesterday you saw what happened. Uh, IBC has decided to revoke his nomination for um, the governor race for Mombasa. What do you think? Uh, where does that leave Sonko? And in terms of enhancing Chapter 6, what is the consequences of the ruling by the Supreme Court last week? Um, I think Sonko's case is the classic poster boy of what chapter 6 is to us as Kenyans. Whatever we do yes. with Mike Sonko, this man who ran Nairobi and was impeached as a governor yes. and now wants to run our second biggest city uh, in Mombasa. Whatever we do with Mike Sonko mm. would be what is told mm-hmm. years to come about our chapter 6 and what it means mm-hmm. uh, on the Leadership Integrity Act and the whole chapter mm. um, in the Constitution. Of course, uh, the discussion before um, the Supreme Court ruled, yes. after that high court order that gave him that reprieve and he was a man with nine lives, yes. and he was already back to the ballot, was that uh, Mike Sonko had gotten away with this technicality that the law says as long as you have an active appeal, Mm. you are allowed to run for office. So here he is. uh, A few days later, the Supreme Court rules and says, wait a minute, Uh, (laughs) you have been removed from office on Chapter 6, Integrity Grounds. Mm. You cannot run for office anymore. You were declared unfit Mm. to hold a public office. Uh, Mike Sonko has not taken that lying down. He has gone back to the Supreme Court for a review of the unconstitution, Mm -hmm. of their own uh, judgment, which is allowed in the law, Mm -hmm. where he's telling them you made a mistake. He's going to plead to the same judges Mm -hmm. to change their mind. And the Constitution is the only court in the land that is allowed to review its own uh, decisions. It is not bound by their own decisions. So we would wait and see what that happens. But he has uh, done something more. He has gone <laughs> <laughs> he has gone outside the country and he's saying, boss, yes. look here, I yes. have been unfairly treated. Yes. Please rein in on the Supreme Court of the Republic of Kenya. They yes. have been unfair to me. Mm-hmm. He wants judges to recuse themselves. He wants specifically uh, Chief Justice Martha Kome and he's saying, uh, the chief justice made comments about his case, which she did. Mm. Um, but I think, as I said, what boils down in this case is what do we want to do with this chapter 6? Chapter do we six. want to have a chapter in our constitution that uh, forces us to have leaders with integrity or don't we want to have it? It's uh, a discussion, I think. You know, I was reading the judgment and one of the things they say that chapter 6 is not in vain in our constitution and it's not cosmetics. And that brings us to another issue because remember every leader has been talking about the the, the way the chapter 6 has been watered down 
And for us, it takes us back to 2013. Remember when we had the president and his deputy elected when they were facing cases at the ICC. And from that time, there have been cases that have been brought before courts and uh, the, the aspirants and the candidates have been able to get away with it based on the interpretation mm -hmm. of chapter six. Mm -hmm. So I think by the fact that the Supreme Court for the first time has confronted this issue head on, then again it sends signal to, to various leaders who hold public office and even those who hold elective offices, appointive and elective, that you might try to run, but you might not get away with it. So I think it opens a new chapter for us to discuss about the impeachments that we've seen in the counties, both for the uh, uh, cabinets in the counties and for the governors. But on the flip side of it, it also opened something else. Remember from 2013 up, uh, up to 2017, there was a mad rush to, to impeach governors and also impeach the, the CCs in the counties. And I, at one particular time, I think there was a feeling that the, the, the members of the county assemblies had gone rogue because mostly they were holding the executive uh, at ransom, uh, mostly because of the financial pass in the counties. Mm -hmm. And at one particular time, that slowed down. So what do you see by this Chapter 6 being enhanced if it will give the MCAs a weapon for some to go rogue and demand favors from the executive, uh, promising and threatening them that they will be impeached. And that will also now kill the lucrativeness of the position of a governor, where you can see even in this elective uh, time, most of the people have actually opted to go for governor because they think it is a more powerful position. Mm -hmm. It is moneyed. You are like the second in command after <laughs> the president. You're, yeah. you're the CEO of a yes, county. Yes, you're yeah. flying the flag of Kenya. You're flying the flag of the country. You and have the trappings the of power. Billions. Yes. What I think, uh, first of all, to, 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 to just to go back a little, what you said about 2013. Yes. The onslaught again is chapter six of the Kenyan constitution. Mm. If you ask some people, uh, scholars, legal scholars, and uh, uh, these people that look at our legal jurisprudence, Prudence, mm. they will tell you that the onslaught against the chapter six of the constitution started in 2013 when, uh, when um, there was that court case asking the high court mm -hmm. to declare whether or not the deputy president, uh, the president, President mm -hmm. Uru Kenyatta, and his deputy William Ruto, mm -hmm. who were then uh, um, having cases at the hey. International Criminal Court over mm -hmm. crimes against humanity, international crimes mm -hmm. uh, against humanity, whether on the face of the chapter 6 of the constitution and the leadership and integrity mm -hmm. act mm -hmm. they ought to have run mm -hmm. when the court cleared those mm -hmm. two mm -hmm. having that hanging over their heads yes since 2013 2017 and now 2022 we've seen cases in court mm -hmm. where people were arguing using that very specific yes, case that look here i've just been accused of uh, Whatever reason it is, if it is corruption, if it is uh, any other criminal case, yes. they have used that mm -hmm. to defend themselves. Yeah. And now, as a country, we have gotten to a place where mm. we've used that for all these years, for 10 years or so. Mm. And now we are faced with the question of, here is a man mm. who has been declared unfit yes. to hold public office because mm. of his... Um, gross violation of the constitution mm. uh, abuse of office and all these manner of gross things. misconduct gross misconduct <laughs> and all these manner of things mm. and um, 
so that whatever happens going forward mm. going forward will be based on not only the uhuru ruto clearance in 2013 but mm. also what happens with mike sonko mm. because uh, there has been arguments that um, the framers of the constitution it couldn't be their intention it could it can really not be argued mm. that it was their intention that all a man who has been all a man or a woman who has been uh, whose integrity has been put to question has to do is to rush to court and mm. get a pending appeal and they should be yeah. cleared to, mm. uh, to run for office mm. guys facing corruption murder charges mm. hate speech and all these things that mm. really affect the fabric of our society and i think one of the arguments that they've always put that the constitution allows for for the state officers those those who have been appointed in office to step aside when they're having cases in court but the same does not apply to elective positions and that's why we have governors who are facing cases in court we are having members of parliament who are facing cases in court we are having members of the county assembly who are having active cases in court but are still serving in in their respective offices because they are saying that the, the law allows them until they have exhausted their appeals mm-hmm. a good example a classical example is a serious member of parliament mm-hmm. who was actually convicted, convicted is but convicted. is out on bail and has been cleared to run to so run now where does and it, might, do actually we, and okay. might actually and win and might actually win where do, do we cut the so, two the uh, other thing is that even when you're convicted the law says that unless if you're a member of parliament you're convicted for more than six months mm-hmm. then you lose your seat for a for a governor it's 12 months for you mm-hmm. to lose your seat mm-hmm. so because of that we have not been able to enforce the law the way it's supposed to be which is why which is why the supreme court case uh, against sonko is very important and that is why uh, i think all of us are waiting for the long judgment where mm. we hope the supreme court will trash out mm. all these issues what happens they should set precedent and mm. say in terms of integrity yes really mm. what should be the threshold so that you being honored to the yeah, office what should be the threshold what does it mean mm. to say you have integrity and to seek um, leadership Uh, offices what does it mean what should it take mm-hmm. for one to be elected to all these offices yeah. and and i think that will work because so many governors i think we had over 10 impeachments from 2013 to now mm-hmm. uh, spanning from the governors the deputy governors and we hope that going forward those impeachments will have some meaning yeah. now just from that let us shift a bit to now the the debate that we are having today the debate for the deputy president's position the big ones the big ones <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine how it will go down <laughs> oh the big ones we can't we can't wait for that we can't wait for that we, the we, the nairobi governor's debate yes. uh, a few days ago uh, set 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 up set the pace yes set the pace really and it's well. high it can only go higher <laughs> it can only go higher <laughs> yes. and uh, and today when we have those two tire debates number one uh, from the roots uh, party running mate and yeah. the agano party running mate the yes. two the two women who will be facing each other yes uh, during the first year debate to just be the deputy president of Kenya mm-hmm. and then those to the Azimio presidential running mate Martha Karua yes. and uh, the Kenya Kwanza running mate Rigathi Gashagwa in the second uh, debate having mm. had more than 5% mm. of uh, of the, the support in the opinion in polls, polls yes. 
uh, I'm really looking forward to the Martha Karua regarding Ashagwa. Regarding Ashagwa. You know it's coming at a time that there is a back and forth uh, some of uh, the leaders allied to Kenya Kwanza have indicated that maybe regarding Ashagwa might not turn up. But the same thing we faced during the governor's debate where we thought uh, Nairobi governor candidate uh, uh-huh. uh, Uh, Johnson Kasakaja was not it was going to give the debate a wide path only for him to turn in some minutes uh, into the debate so we are very hopeful to see these two top candidates that is Rigathi uh, Gashago and Karua take each other head on because Kenyans want to know what they have for them absolutely people want absolutely. to know their posture do they uh-huh. put that 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 posture of leadership uh-huh. do they understand the role of the office they're the looking for president. what is the agenda to Kenyans that uh-huh. make them tick uh-huh. to hold that office uh-huh. i hope you're not going to have a theatric uh, incident like what we had the side shows but they are going to stick to the real issues what Kenya Kwanza is offering and what Azimio on the other side is offering that dr- will drive the undecided voters to actually decide on who to vote for between the two absolutely uh, you know the seat of the deputy president is literally a breath away from from the, from the highest seat <laughs> literally <laughs> yes, a breath away yeah. if the president drops dead yes today those four people one yes. of those four people they should never be a vacuum would, exactly <laughs> one of those four people would automatically rise to yes. that office and yes. be our president mm. which is why the debate today is going to be extremely important not in just in the sense of uh, where Kenyans should vote for and where Kenyans uh, the questions Kenyans have mm. but also on the basis of who is who are we going to put to yes. have the second highest office in the land. In the land. The second highest office in the land. Yeah. And the reason why I'm really looking forward to the Rigathi <laughs> and Martha uh, Karua is that yeah. these two people are almost direct opposites of each other if yes. you will. Yeah. Uh, Ashago is a first time MP. Mm-hmm. Martha Karua has been an MP for what 20 years. Uh, uh, four yes. consecutive terms. Gishugu MP has been cabinet minister. She's been cabinet minister yes. for justice, for water, for mm. environment. She's been a reformist. She she's was been in a the reformist. second liberation. She's, she's, she's a party leader. She's ran second liberation. Regarding yes. Ashago on the other hand is um, by far among those who are considered for deputy president William Ruto's running mates. The oldest he is the most experienced in terms of what he's done as a businessman. Yeah. As a Uh, as a mobilizer mm-hmm. as all these things yeah. but the other thing you need to consider is that whatever happens whoever wins between yeah. William Ruto and Raila Odinga yes. these two people regarding Ashago and Martha Karua mm-hmm. would be the faces of who becomes the Mount Kenya political supremo after yes. president Uhuru Kenyatta leaves so yes. it, it is not for them it is not just about ascending to that deputy presidency office mm-hmm. it is almost taking over a constituency Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been held by uh, president Uru Kenyatta for these 10 years and probably maybe a little longer before um, the other two any any of the other the two, two can, uh, takes over yeah. you know pandits and and most kenyans have talked about that the divina and the mien of these two will they be able to be submissive to the power that be mm-hmm. going by what we have seen between president huru kenyatta and his deputy william ruto will these people during that debates confirm that they will accept 
their position as number two. Exactly. Whoever assumes right. office. Because mm. the drama that Kenyans have been treated to between the president and the deputy president, I don't think Kenyans will want a repeat of the same mm. in the coming regime. Mm -hmm. So I think these are some of the things that Kenya will be looking uh, as they present themselves, as mm -hmm. they discuss their manifesto. But again, they also come in with baggage. Uh, both of them, people have talked about the good and, and bad, the bad side of them. Mm -hmm. So they will also need to do serious homework and serious presentation to Kenyans that they have actually cleansed their past and their past will not cloud their future. Mm -hmm. Because again, people are always de defined by where they they come from. Exactly. Uh, the issues people have talked about regarding, including his pending corruption cases. People have also talked about Karua during the 2007 uh, elections mm -hmm. and the, the stand she took during the disputed presidential elections and even have stand in the past uh, walking out of events when she, mm -hmm. she feels mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't sit well with her uh, beliefs and we hope that going forward she has now embraced the, the, the patience and grace <laughs> <laughs> to be able to be tolerant uh -huh. and to be able to understand that this position is just not them but it outlives them, it's the country mm -hmm. they are serving. So these are some of the traits we'll be able to look during that debate. So it just goes not to the policies they'll be showing, but how best they can consider, uh, con uh, convince Kenyans that given the opportunity, they are the best mm. to be number two. Absolutely, absolutely. We can't wait for that. Uh, <laughs> <today>. <laughs> we hope, we hope, it we will hope be they all show up. We yes. hope they all show up. We hope they all show up in time. Yes. We hope they don't uh, denigrate to personal attacks and yes. they only focus on policy. Mm -hmm. What yes. should happen? The constitution, mm -hmm. the high office that mm -hmm. they might occupy mm -hmm. after August 9th. Mm -hmm. And we hope they stick to the issues that uh, Kenyans would want to. We hear. wish them all the best as they do their <laughs> polite and respective <laughs> submissions. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be here in the next episode to discuss, to discuss whether or not they did that. <laughs> they did. I think as we wind up, I think we also need to bring in the issue of, of handing over and the transitional process of the Jubilee administration to the fifth, mm. whoever the fifth, whoever will, the be. fifth will be. Yes, because uh, currently uh, the cabinet secretaries are pre uh, preparing the, the handover notes. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can just uh, divide into it and see exactly how that will happen. Already the president has appointed the assumption of office committee mm -hmm. uh, for the new, uh, the fifth, the president elects yeah. uh, that we'll have after August polls, mm -hmm. that is on the 9th, if we don't have a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, these transitions, what, what the CSS are doing, the assumptions of office committee, mm. uh, the parliamentary budgeting of, uh, of the assumptions of office, mm. is for me what makes me proud yes. to be in such a democracy, that mm -hmm. we should be preparing for these things. Mm -hmm. It should be known by everybody by that everybody President is. Uhuru Kenyatta is leaving. There will be a new administration. Mm -hmm. uh, and there should never be any doubt yeah. that this administration would hand over to the next peacefully peacefully yes as it should and by the constitution yes. so that 
what 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 the cabinet secretaries are going through now preparing mm-hmm. handover notes that will be presented to the president mm-hmm. and then when the assumption of office uh, committee takes over when we have a president elect mm-hmm. then those notes are the ones to be shared with the president elect that would that help him or her mm-hmm. uh, help him uh, mm-hmm. now that there are only four <laughs> <laughs> male presidential help yeah. him decide mm-hmm. Uh, mm. the priorities to take how mm. to choose um, cabinet secretaries and the uh, high government officials mm. what decisions to make immediately he takes mm. over uh, what uh, government officials to retain from the previous administration so that these notes are extremely important mm. it is an extremely important uh, part of the transition process mm. uh, and it is interesting to see it happening early enough <laughs> <laughs> and public enough for people to know <laughs> we just <laughs> maybe, maybe just to ask you know there are some of the cabinet secretaries who have actually aligned themselves to the various sides of the political uh, camps now in the event they are candidate <laughs> are they also preparing the handover notes or <laughs> they I, will wait to see I hope if they are ca- I if hope their candidate ca- is elected <laughs> so that they can continue because I, some of them have actually been assured to retain their to positions. retain their position yes. I, I hope they are because that is the whole essence of mm. uh, of democracy anyway even if you're going if you're hoping to be retained mm. in the administration there is no assurance that you would come to the same cabinet seat so mm. you would better prepare your Hand your over your handover notes for the next president and then they would then decide where mm. to put you which is why yeah, and we talked about this before in uh, a previous episode which is why mm. it is concerning sometimes to then see these massive appointments that mm. uh, happen that just right yes. right at the tail end of of the end of an administration mm. appointments that should be done by the next administration, administration that would then say what are their priorities what are the people they want to put in those places mm. while that might be a dent in the whole transition process mm. that should also be discussed going forward um, how long to the elections should appointments still be it's done it's by by, yeah. on, by outgoing but CSS? Because some well, might be revoked. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're preparing handover notes, yet in this, on the other hand, you are appointing 20, 30 people to, yeah, to, to, to different parastatos. That, that for me doesn't sit well mm. and that needs to be discussed going forward. But uh, the whole essence of the transition and the assumptions of office committees... Mm. I, I, I agree with you that that assumption of office committee is quite important and that is why it's supposed to be in place earlier so that it's supposed to prepare the new uh, administration that is coming on board. And uh, just if you key into to the court ruling on retention of cabinet secretaries, remember there was a ruling against the cabinet secretaries who cross over to uh, with Uru to his second administration that there was a requirement that they should It'll have gone fresh, fresh uh, vetting. Mm-hmm. So the same, I think, will apply to even the cabinet secretaries who will be retra- uh, uh, retained, retained to the next administration that they need also to go through a vetting, a new appointment and a vetting process and be able to articulate what they were able to do and what they are going to do. Now, again, with the handover notes, it will also help the exiting uh, head of state to be able to prepare, I don't know if he'll do it, but to prepare an exit report where he can actually document his legacy projects and where he has actually uh, left so that the new administration can either proceed 
with those projects which to me i think it's the best way because when you abandon a project halfway then it hurts kenyans the taxpayers because they paid for it exactly. so that the new administration can see what do we modify and what do we just proceed with it the way it is instead of launching new projects and abandoning the ones that have cost taxpayers billions of money exactly mm. uh, that 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 transition uh, not just on the projects you've mentioned, but also on the CSS is extremely important. Mm. Especially because, and I think this is the thing that uh, most people don't uh, realize or put in their heads uh, well enough, mm -hmm. that the money you have used to put in projects, to put in whatever, is taxpayers' money. money it is yes. not your own money. Yeah. The money that the next administration the will use to open other. <laughs> governors yeah, the governors coming, and then they mm. would come to barazas and tell people, we didn't finish this and this because it was the previous the governors. Previous and they governors. think that is a thing that people yeah. should celebrate. It mm. is our own money. Mm -hmm. They should use it well. They should document what they have done, what they have not done, mm. what they would like done. And mm. it is upon the next administration to then decide how to do it and how fast to it's, go about it's it. It's going to be quite an interesting transition. <laughs> Remember, this is the first time we are having a transition where we are having a president under the 2010 constitution handing right. to another to person another under the same constitution. Absolutely. I think this is where we leave it. <laughs> uh -huh. It's been an <laughs> surprisingly. Yes. With yes. the two gentlemen away. We I think they should stay away. They should stay away. They should stay away a little longer. They should stay away a little longer.